0: to America's Web Radio, and now time for the Classic Car Show,
1: with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning, and welcome to America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you tuned in today, and uh, it is time, as we just heard, for the Classic Car Show. We have a very special guest on the air with us today. Uh uh, plus, we have Jim Weber and Steve Ronaldo in here that'll be doing the interview. But we got Luke Spence from the Kansas City Auto Museum. We had um, we've had him on one time the Casey uh, Museum on oh, about a year and a half ago, um, just shortly after they had opened, and uh, we wanted to be updated on what's going on, and so um, I decided to call back uh, there. Uh, Uh, curator or executive director uh, vreni was very kind and said she would love to have somebody on and she said the the man of the hour the guy that knows everything about cars and we're going to challenge that steve and jim will challenge that this morning uh is luke spence so luke welcome to uh, the classic car show on america's web radio thank you for having me on
2: Uh, morning luke Hey, Luke Steve, Ronaldo. How are you?
0: Good. We're, we're good. Hey, I, David. I thought this was a program about the Kansas City Royals this morning. What's yeah, going
2: on? I'm okay with that too. Oh, are yeah. <laughs> 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 well, you? first time they've been good in my lifetime.
0: If you can get Johnny Cueto to start pitching,
2: everything yeah, will be we, good. Yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess uh, you've been around since it opened. And, yeah, uh,
2: um, I actually started with the museum um, as a volunteer, and then I, uh, I moved into the curator position when uh, uh, our old executive <coughs> director and our curator left uh, left us to go on to greener pastures, I guess you would say, and uh, I stepped up to help fill the role, uh, fill the void that was left by uh, our, our other curator, and then uh, Brenny uh, stepped up, and she's been the executive director for, well, had the title since probably May, but she's really been doing all that kind of work since probably last September.
0: Beautiful. What? Uh, what? What's the main feature of your museum? What would you say?
2: Well, I, our main feature is is it's uh, it's we're a five hundred one c three so. None of the cars in the museum are actually ours. They're all local collectors. Well, not even local. We've got some as far away as Indiana, but uh, it's a constantly rotating display. We've got one room that we bring in, either car clubs or do a different car theme every month, and then the rest of the museum, we would try to rotate the cars in and out about every four to six months. So if you come in two or three times a year, you're going to see a vastly different collection than you did before.
3: Well, That's, that's kind of kind of interesting interesting stuff. Do you concentrate on one era or one special type of car? You know, like some people are really into the 50s stuff. Some people are into the brassier stuff.
2: Well, um, I personally, I, I try to keep it almost as eclectic as possible. We're um, we're still in an interim facility, so we're not as large as we're hoping to be someday. So we've got about 12,000 uh, feet of display space. So we've set about 30 cars in there. So we've got everything from 1912 Model Ts to to newer Corvettes. Uh, I've got a Cowlick Corvette in there oh, right really? now, and and about everything in between.
3: <laughs> and that's a big range, anything in between. I mean, it is no a big story. range,
2: but you know, we want to appeal to everyone's variety and taste, so uh, so I try to keep it fresh and, and new and, and different.
3: So, I, it's kind of interesting, you don't own any of the cars in the, sh- in the show.
2: No, no, not in the museum yet, um, we're, you know, like I said, we're a 501 C3, so... So we're working on very limited funds being in our infancy uh, so we haven't had a chance to start a collection of our own which we'd like to do but we always would like to keep the collectors in the Kansas City area involved and be part of their community and let them show off their cars in a in a way that they've never gotten a chance to before
0: that, that's interesting that's I think that's kind of a neat approach now are you in Kansas City Kansas or Kansas City Missouri
2: Well, right now we're on the Kansas side, and we're actually in a suburb. uh, It's uh, Olathe is actually technically where we're at, and that's about 15 minutes south of Kansas City, Kansas, or Kansas City, Missouri. Yes. But we are are on the Kansas side.
0: Okay. All right. And right now, what car club are you featuring?
2: Uh, Right now, actually, since it's October, we're doing uh, our theme this month is Rat Rods. Oh, boy. (laughs) <laughs> so we're getting some gnarly looking uh, monster mobiles in here, and uh, everyone seemed to enjoy it last year. So we, we thought it'd be a good idea to do it again. This year <laughs> oh, that's
3: a that's a totally different genre, as you would say, <laughs> of cars in the hobby.
2: Oh, it really smoke. is! It really yeah. is. We got a thirty one Nash with a three ninety two Hemi in it right now, and it's it, it's wild. So
0: good heavens! <laughs> oh boy, that that's right up your
2: alley, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> no, I do
3: old antique cars. I, I'm a, more of the brass car guy and stuff.
2: Yeah, we well, we've got, we've got like I said, a 1912 uh, Model T, It's a commercial roadster, and it's got all the brass and the mother-in-law seat, and it's actually one of the most beautiful yeah. examples of a Model T I've, I've seen.
3: That's what I have. I, I have a 10. Oh, do you? Of, of the exact same car, yeah. We tour all over the country uh, with that that car and and uh, a bunch of other ones we've done a bunch of tours this year way too many um anyway so when these guys go away you bring in a uh, you you bring in you'll have another car club based display right
2: yep yep next month uh, after we're done with the rat rods the mercedes men's club of camp city's coming in and then we've got the mg club coming in in december so and I've got it booked out until about May of next year with different car clubs. And, and then I go out and I talk to car clubs and I ask them if they want to come in. And usually it's a lot easier to get them to come in during the winter. Actually, my phone is starting to ring because everyone wants to uh, display their car over the winter, surprisingly enough.
0: Yes, yeah, especially when with the weather you get in Kansas over the winter.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, I, a lot of people see it as a, as a good good opportunity to get some free storage in a climate controlled uh, 24-hour secured building so are
0: you are you out by the old naval air station
2: um we're not
0: okay are you on by the interstate i'm just trying to uh we're,
2: yeah we're right off uh, i-35 here. okay yeah.
0: okay and how far down what 100 and what
2: street? 119th Street is the exit okay. you would be on. We're actually on the corner of, a, of two streets called 116th and Strang Line.
0: Okay. All right. I know where it is. Uh, that's neat. Um, hours. Are you every day, seven days a week? or
2: um, During the winter, we're not open on Mondays. Um, so we're open Tuesday through Sunday during our winter hours. Uh, during the driving season, we're open seven days a week.
0: Okay. And... Do you have a gift shop?
2: We have a gift shop. Um, we have the ability to have uh, have events there. We do about two of our own fundraisers a year, and we just actually had the CHVA uh, national tour come through, and they had a, a dinner with about 65 people there. So we really have the ability to do a lot of different things in our location right now. Do
3: you have huh. a big CHVA chapter
2: in your area? Um, yeah, it's the, the sunflower chapter is actually fairly large, and one of the collectors uh, that's in that group is actually one of our biggest supporters and lets us borrow. He's got about 58 cars, and he's always constantly trying to pawn four of them off on us.
3: (laughs) Well, that's
1: (laughs) not a bad thing.
2: No, no, we need people like that. It's what makes our our museum unique and different and makes us go.
1: Okay. uh, Luke, you mentioned uh, some of the activities that you all do in the museum, and that brought up the one question that Steve and Jim let me ask, and that is, since you all have been open, how many weddings have you had at the
2: museum? We haven't had any weddings yet. We've had a couple people come in and talk to us, but we haven't had any receptions. We're hoping we're hoping pretty soon, but uh like I said, our facility isn't quite as big, so uh so the numbers of people that we're able to accommodate uh is not as high as as a lot of these weddings are nowadays. Uh, so, but 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 it's something <clears throat> we'd love to do.
1: Cool. Well, let's uh let's go ahead and start talking the cars uh as you get them rotated in and so forth like you said uh, you all have a uh, climate control and security and all this uh what else do you do do you uh do you have the ability to take the cars out and and uh, put them in parades or anything like that Or, or is the signed agreement that they stay strictly in the museum
2: well, it's, it's up to the owner. We do have signed agreements that, that we can use them as, as we see fit, but if, if someone calls for parades, the first thing we try to do is go to our base of people that we already have that support the museum and have parade style cars. We have the, the American Royal, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with that, big huge barbecue competition here in Kansas City, and it's next weekend and they called us and they needed 10 classic cars. And We've got some in the museum that we could use, but I went ahead and just reached out to my network and ask people with classic convertibles to, uh, to help us out and I got, got 10 or 12 uh, classic convertibles to uh, help host their VIPs at this parade no problem so so we reach out to our different networks and, and if we have to we can pull cars out if the owner is okay with it but most of the time we just try to uh, reach out to our local network and, and use, use cars that aren't currently in the museum because it is quite a task to move cars in and out of the museum right now
0: that's that's interesting, especially the, the fact that uh, you've got this big event with the barbecue next week, which is, I, I guess, is pretty famous.
2: Yeah, yeah, the American Royal Barbecue is, is pretty famous, and uh, and we love being a part of it because it's part of uh, the rich Kansas City history.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you do anything with uh, any of the other, uh, I think you've got... Uh, the uh, negro league baseball hall of fame and and you've got other museums in kansas city do you ever do anything or cross with them and share things
2: um we haven't worked with the negro league baseball museum yet um we do want to that's actually been one of the things that i've really wanted to do we've worked with you know we've helped the world war one museum try to find some cars for some of their events and then we do get we have had phone calls for for the other stuff that we've got around here in kansas city
0: and how about school tours? Do you get any of those, to where they bring uh, young young students in?
2: Um, yeah, we do. We're we're really trying to uh, step our curriculum up um, and put a, a good curriculum in place, so we can get every every age group in there: elementary, middle school, and high school. Because I'm sure you guys are well aware that that the hobby and collector car industry is 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 almost dying, if you will. Um, the, the old guard is getting in, up there in age and. And we're losing people that really have a passion for this, so we're trying to create a passion amongst our young fans too.
3: Hey, Steve, I think he's talking about us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, could very well be. Do you ever go to Hershey at all to the big, the big, the big gathering?
2: I I have not been to Hershey yet. Um, I actually worked for Grundy Worldwide a, a years ago, and uh, and I used to go to a lot more events, uh, Monterey and. Uh, and then a lot of good guys' shows. I haven't ever made it out of you though. That is on my that's, on my bucket list.
3: Well, you're too young to have a bucket list, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. I I don't
3: yeah. have a bucket list at this point, I have a spoon list. Is that what
0: it is? A yeah. yeah. real small <laughs> teaspoon. Yeah, spoon.
3: Twenty years ago it was a fifty five gallon yeah. oil drum. That's true.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and that's very, very true. Yeah. Oh boy. Um uh, Talk about some of the car clubs. You, you mentioned the Mercedes Club, and why don't you tell our listeners? Because Steve and I are AACA people and horseless carriage. Tell them what sure. CHVA is.
2: Uh, that is the Contemporary Vehicle Historical Association, or vice versa. Yeah, ride. yeah, Contemporary
3: yeah. Historical Vehicle Association. Yeah.
2: yeah. And uh, there, I'm. You know, I i was told that they they were uh older they were an older club as far as they liked their cars older but when they came in they had a they had they had everything from from desoto station wagons to to your 67 mustangs to rivieras and um a brand new challenger was there so it kind of seems like it's it's almost like an ahba or a or something similar. Um, that, that's kind of just an open club for people of all tastes. Yeah,
0: that, that's that's interesting because they're, they're not as active down here. are they? No,
3: there's we have one chapter in the Atlanta area, and that's based in Cartersville, and it's one of the original chapters. It's been around since Wow, CHVA was started. It's primarily a West Coast club. Okay, all right.
1: Uh, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in here, and we're gonna take a break. Luke, we'll be back with you in a couple of minutes. Uh, You're listening to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show.
2: Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio.
4: Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo,
3: host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio.
1: or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need
0: to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on americaswebradio.com.
4: You're listening to americaswebradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: And you're back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and we do thank you for listening. This show uh, has been amazing. We started it... Almost 10 years ago, or no. close to 10 years ago.
4: You're kidding.
1: Uh, 2005. Pardon? You're kidding. No. Uh, I mean, it's been more fun than a person can stand. And uh, we built quite an audience of folks uh, tuning in, and... Uh, uh, downloading the podcast, and we do, do wait, appreciate it. Wait,
0: we got to revive Mr. Ronaldo. We're about to lose him. Is he uh, falling ten out years. of the
1: chair. Yeah, ten years. Ten
3: years. Uh, yeah. God, and the salary's just been
1: amazing.
3: It has. Well, it's sort of.
1: You know, you said keep it low. You didn't want to go into that one uh, percent bracket of uh, having to pay the million dollars or whatever in taxes, yeah. and so we've kept it. We tried to. Uh, Anyway, yeah. we have uh, Luke on. Luke Spence on from the Kansas City Auto Museum. In fact, we've got um, your website on our on our uh, streaming right now. In fact, I'll put it over there as we're speaking. Uh, Luke, tell me. I noticed that you all have a uh, cars and coffee. Tell us about that, and when is it, and that type of thing.
2: Yeah, we do a cars and coffee um, first Saturday and third Saturday of every month. And basically, what we do is we provide coffee and donuts for uh, classic car and uh, collector car enthusiasts in Kansas City. It's open up to all makes and models. And, and we open the museum about two hours early, about eight a.m. And we just uh, we let we let all those guys have some car or some donuts and some coffee, and uh, bring their cars in and hang out and just uh, in a little impromptu little car. Cruising in the morning because uh, you know we know car guys like uh, cars and coffee.
0: Yeah, so. what what usually shows up is it very eclectic too, or is it anything specific?
2: It's pretty eclectic. We get um, at these we actually get a, some of the younger crowd coming out too with uh, some newer model stuff. You know, um, the younger kids are into the uh, BMWs and the M M threes and the hondas and the the lexuses but but we get everything from from gassers we had a we had a henry j gasser at our last
4: one (laughs) to uh to
2: even to even even bikes you know we've got people who bring in their ducatis and then the ferrari club here in kansas city will occasionally show up with their new new make Ferraris. so so it is a very eclectic and we range anywhere from sometimes depending on the weather we have 40 to, um, I think our highest number is about 250 cars show up to this
0: thing. Okay, wow. yeah, and today's the third Saturday, isn't it?
2: Uh, today is is actually the fourth Saturday. Fourth? Here.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah I, I, so. get, I don't pay attention to I, the calendar.
2: No, every day is
3: Saturday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, then. Every night is Saturday night, and every day is Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> that was Tried. our theme
0: in, in college. <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you. This is a loose group this morning, Luke. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. it is.
0: Um, all right, look, right now you've got rat rods on the floor, and you've got a 1912T with a mother-in-law mm-hmm. seat. So what else is in there?
2: What else do we have in there? We have a 1920 Studebaker Special 6. We've got a 1921 Sunbeam. We've got a 25 Hudson. What else do we have? We have a 62 Studebaker Lark, a 59 Studebaker 3-quarter ton pickup truck. We've got a 63 Lincoln Continental with the suicide doors, 57 Cadillac. Um, We have a 57 Chrysler 300C. Ooh. 55 Olds, 55, yeah. Olds 88, I'm sorry.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and then, uh, what else do we have? We have a 50 Dodge Wayfair businessman's coupe. Yep. Um, and then a very we've very got, nice a, we got a 62 Corvette, a 91 Corvette. And then we've got um, one of our, our local clubs called, uh, called the Central Auto Racing Boosters. We, we've given them a small portion of the museum to display there. Their museum, so it's a museum within a museum, and they've got um, they've got two sprint uh, classic sprint cars and a classic midget in, in the museum cool. right now too. All
0: right, now tell me about those cars, uh, the sprint cars. What are you talking about? A Grant King or a Watson uh, or, the, or who's? they're like
2: dirt track the dirt track yeah. racers. Yeah, um, yeah, we've got we've got uh, I don't even know they're, they're mid fifties style. i I'm, I'm really not familiar with the dirt track as well. Offenhauser?
0: Um, Are they Offenhauser?
2: Go ahead. We have one Offenhauser.
0: Beautiful.
2: We do have one Offenhauser in the museum and right now, and then they come in and they they rotate their display out about once every six months. So
0: beautiful. I'm um,
2: uh, assuming here before the fall they'll probably come up again and uh, trade out some cars, and they're talking about bringing some modifieds in. So so it should be a good a sure. good display. They always do a good job for us.
0: Is is the midget a Curtis or a Hilligas or? Uh, the midget is a Curtis. Beautiful, and is that Offy or V eight sixty powered?
2: Um, it is not an Offy.
0: Okay. But is it a Ford V eight? Probably. Old
2: yeah. Old V8, yeah. V8, it is Ford?
0: probably flathead.
3: Yeah. 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 Okay.
0: That that sounds neat. A museum within a museum. You're the first one to, to tell us that of all the museums that we've talked about.
2: So Yeah, we well, yeah, well, like I said, we like to get everyone in the camp city area involved. We're really really beautiful. community. Well that's a that's
3: a big dirt country. track area. It is, area. yeah. That's yeah. big time stuff. All Midwest there. well
0: and Knoxville isn't that far. Knoxville's about two hours away. Yeah, isn't away. that
3: where they have the championship? Yeah,
0: yeah. Outlaws and everything else. Yeah. That's that's where the witch doctors and the voodoo guys
3: show up to set up the chassis. Yeah, they're good guys. Yeah. Yeah. Um I I sort of misunderstood. I thought that that what what you were saying was that when you had like these rat rod guys that that was all there was in there at any time.
2: No, that's just uh that's just our one parlor. We have one parlor that uh, we call our drive-in display cuz we have it set up like a, a a 50s drive-in. We've got a movie screen that we can project movies onto and then we bring in about 8 to 10 different cars from every club into that little parlor and then the rest of the museum is more of our static museum and it stays it stays about the way it is for about six six to eight months so
0: do you actually run a movie in there
2: uh we can yeah we do um not all the time but we do run movies in there quite a bit um actually back in um june for our for our one year anniversary we did a we did a fundraiser for the Ju- Juvenile Diabetes Research Foundation, and uh, the the theme that month was uh, Legends of Hot Rodding. And here in Kansas City, we actually have the, the gentleman who owns Pete and Jake. Sure, yeah. yeah. He Pete and Jake's he owns yeah. he yeah. owns the California Kid from yes. the movie yes. that Martin Sheen was in. So he brought in the California Kid along with um, three other very historic, very. Uh, very nationally renowned hot rods, and we displayed those in there. And we actually played "The California Kid" on the big screen during the event, with obviously Uh-oh. with the sound off. But uh, but that was that was a really neat thing to see because you could actually see the car in the movie, and then you'd look down from the screen. Yeah, the car that's a, that's right a great idea. That's, yeah,
3: that's
0: a
2: great idea to do.
0: Yeah, and, a suggestion for next year. Sure. For your fundraiser, do a James Dean night.
2: James Dean night. That would be a good one too. Yeah,
0: yeah, because. Uh, I'm not sure which There's movie. There's
2: only one car.
0: Uh, well, no, not the Porsche uh, <laughs> 550 Spider, but he had a he had a lead sled, he, or he was in a movie with a lead sled. Yeah,
2: rebel without a car. Yeah,
0: yeah, you could there, see, see, look, we just put the show together for you.
2: There you go. Yeah, I'm always open for suggestions. Yeah, and
0: bring some lead sleds in.
2: That's right. You know, I love this, too. I'm a big 49 Mercury. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: We've got a guy here that's a a friend of Steve's and mine called Bugsy, and he spends his whole life looking for old lead sleds and old shoeboxes, and he goes all over, and he'll buy one, he'll keep it a while, he'll sell sell it, it, and go buy another one. And I'll bet, what, what, nothing you,
2: wrong with that. No. We've got actually a couple of our volunteers who do very similar. Some retired gentlemen who mm. uh, who go around to local uh, auctions and they'll keep a car for three or four months, and then once they're done with it, they sell it and make a little bit of money and move on to the next yeah. one.
3: Yeah, and it gets a car a new life too. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it
2: really does. You know, like I always tell people, we don't really own these cars; we just take care of them for a little while, and hopefully, we can pass them on to someone who's exactly. going to take care of them just as well as we exactly. did.
0: Yeah, that's. Uh, well, who there was a customer? I think you could
3: have a you could have an Animal House night. <laughs> get some big get get some big Lincolns. <laughs> yeah, and invi- and invite Steve because
4: Steve. Yeah, well, we
2: we had Cadillac Club in there last year, November of last year, and I'll tell you what, that was a uh, we had about nine Cadillacs in our room, and that was a tight squeeze. We had everything from the thirty eight V sixteen Cadillac to uh, to to 57, your your standard 57. So it was it was pretty. It was a pretty cool display. Yeah,
3: I just drew, I was just on a tour in Ohio. The AACA Founders Tour borrowed a car from a friend of mine, a 58 four door Eldorado. Mm. And that thing was huge. I, on it, you put a parking space, it stuck out three feet in the standard parking <laughs> pit. It did. <laughs> And I, I op- oh, well, in, and I and I and I opened the trunk and the bodies were still in. Were these. they? Yeah, they uh, wrapped uh, in plastic. Yeah, four, <laughs> four of them. Yeah, four Vinnie, Vinny, Guido, Sal, and Nunzio. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: thought they all drove Lincoln. <laughs> Not these guys. No. no, no, they weren't driving anything. <Yeah>.
3: And I know I can only fit nine. I have a big Cadillac, too, so yeah. 37. Look,
1: so. look, do you get out on the... And I have two questions. One is, is the facility a ground floor facility only, or do you have... Is it two-story, or...?
2: It's a, It's two stories. All of our vehicles are on the first floor. Um, we have an interactive room upstairs. Actually, the way, the way um, our museum is, is, is our old board president is actually a lawyer, and he, he bought a building, and uh, he runs his law firm out of about seventy-five percent of the upstairs, and then the museum uh, occupies about a quarter of the upstairs, and then the rest of the downstairs. And then upstairs, like I said, we have an interactive uh, area where we've got we've got a movie screening room. We're currently building an archive, and then we've got two or three simulators depending on the day and whether or not they're cooperating that people can get in on and, uh, and drive classic cars and, and race classic cars on on Nuremberg or, or wherever you want to race them. So.
1: Now, that, that uh, interesting. So at this point, too, I believe I understand that you all are, are looking for another uh, facility and at some point will uh, expand and, and move into another facility. Is that correct?
2: That is correct. Uh, our ultimate goal is, hopefully, in the next three to five years, is to build, uh, open a facility that's hopefully about five times the size. So, so we'd be looking at about sixty thousand square feet, and then it would have a restoration shop on site, which I'm really excited about. And a dedicated event space, which I'm also excited about, because a lot of times the, the girls book these events, and then they wanted me to move all these cars around to to accommodate them, and and I'll tell you what, that gets that gets tiring. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: let me ask, what you what you just said is very ambitious, and with a, you there must be something in the museum that's telling you all to do this, and and yet uh, uh, the the traffic, do you feel like the traffic to um, your museum more obviously must justify it because other other museums uh, seem to have problems with traffic on occasions as far as getting folks in
2: well you know right now we're young and I know there's a lot of excitement because we're young when there's something new out there a lot of people garner a lot of attention towards it but Let's see, June, it was either June or July last year, we had about 600 people come through, and then our number this year was about 1,200. So we doubled our number over the course of the last year. So we we, we know Kansas City wants something like we have, because up until we opened up, Kansas City was the largest metropolitan area without a public automotive museum. So there is there is a want and a need for this. Kansas City's got such a deep history in the automobile that it, that it really is a shame that you don't have a place that actually focuses in on the history and then also allows you to see some of the classic cars that you would never really get to see
1: with that being said we're going to take our uh, second break we'll be back with luke uh, talking about the kansas city museum right after this
3: hi this is steve Ronaldo, host of the classic car show on america's web radio uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance, I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit J.C.Taylor.com on the Internet. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on The Doctor's Lounge and hear The Doctor's conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal
4: Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare. But for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved.
2: This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call. And I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today.
4: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening
2: and
1: we're back on the classic car show we have uh, luke spence from the kansas city auto museum on today on the classic car show we've got steve ronaldo and jim weber at the round table asking the for 10 the years for 10 years and i don't think you've budged you've been here right through the whole he's uh, he's we just roll him out into another room and uh, you know on saturday mornings we roll him back in how many years have i been here many. No. No. <laughs> no. You've been here at what about four? I think four or five. Oh, it's at least five. Isn't five? It? Yeah. I don't know, Steve. Do you, do you I have know? no idea. How long have I been here? Oh, I don't well, know. Know. <laughs> uh, look, I, I being with the museum. Um, do you get out on the floor much? And and if so we're very much into like you are promoting the hobby to the to the younger set getting grandparents to bring their grandkids in and so forth have you got any good stories you can relate from um, listening to to some of the conversations that the that kids and their parents or kids and their grandparents might have had
2: well you know i do get on the floor i probably get on the floor more than most of the rest of the staff and you know I don't know that I necessarily have a particular story, but I do have a lot of stories. Uh, a gentleman actually brought in a 27 Chevy, and uh, he he's owned it for 20, 25 years, but his mother owned it, or didn't own it, I'm sorry. Her, His mother told stories about when she was a kid how her brother had a 27 Chevy and how he takes his mom out every year in that Chevy. And uh, we had problems in the Chevy end because... Uh, well, the one thing he wanted to do was take his mom on another ride this year because she's, well, getting up there in age, and he's not sure that she's going to make it the next year. So, so he was really, really concerned about getting her out and uh, experiencing another drive with her as well as his grandkids. So, so you know, it, it's, a, it's a multi-generational thing where, where one car has brought in three generations from, from grandmother to son grandkids to to grandkids so so yeah i mean you really see a lot of special interactions every time you walk in there um you see people's faces light up with the different cars whether it be uh, the 69 healy we had at one point in time and people people's eyes light up because a lot of people had those mg midgets and uh, the healies and they always have stories about their girlfriend who had one or they I, had I could one. i could do even, that i could tell you about my about dad talking about how he rolled one on one of the ozarks Mount uh, Ozark's back roads, and two old country boys stopped in their pickup and they literally flipped it over. Just them two. So, you know, it's, it's always interesting hearing these kind of stories and then listening to people website.
0: to yeah, say. Yeah, Steve's got a few stories about girls and MGBs, too. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and Pontiac GTOs and, and, and stuff. Stuff. <laughs> stuff. Well, you brought up a, a, a 59 Studebaker pickup truck.
2: Yes, sir.
1: Okay, that was about as ugly a, 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 well, something on four wheels as you could get, as I recall. Does that? Didn't yeah, they and have
2: this a, one's this one's actually salmon colored too. Oh my! Oh. Oh. It, it, no, but like that, and it probably screen screen. has manual
1: roll-up windows. Yes. Yeah, manual
2: roll-up <laughs> windows, manual transmission. That thing is. It's a beast. It's it's one of the biggest cars we've got in there. But it's, it's something uh, you don't see many of those uh, Studebaker pickup trucks that no. are around anymore. So, no. well, does that have
0: the nose on it from the Lark, or is it the old truck nose? Hold oh, on, hold on. It's the old truck nose. Oh boy! And and this is a half ton. It's a three quarter ton. Three quarter ton. Eight. Oh boy. Big
1: one. Yeah. Now, with that being said, do you remember the old International uh, pickups? Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That were were around for a year. I guess they died in the, in the late 50s, didn't they? Well, so no, I
0: 60s. In the 60s. They were still selling pickups in the 60s and Scouts through the 70s. Yeah, I was going to say the Scout
2: was into
0: the 70s. Yeah, those came pre-rusted from the factory.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's automatic hey, patina.
0: They're, they're neat vehicles. If you could find a Scout that wasn't ferrous oxide dust, it would be beautiful. Especially oh, with yeah. a there's, VA.
2: There's, there's a, there's a rabid cult following for the
0: Scout. Yeah, it's, well, it's amazing. They, uh, there's a big uh, part source and everything. They put out a publication about quarterly that's very good.
3: Really? Uh, yeah. um, was there in Kansas City any, any car manufacturers? No, there's a Ford plant. <laughs> no, I no, I mean, you right. know, uh, they're own. Oh, yeah, oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Their own. Any
2: classic car manufacturer?
3: Yeah. Well, no, or, just a like you know, uh, uh, Studebaker or Packard or somebody had a, that was their headquarters, and they built X number of cars and stuff.
2: Oh, um, you know, there's not any big names like that. There was a, there was a gentleman named Perry Stafford who built the Stafford out of here. The Stafford got most of its notoriety because Harry Truman, actually, um, when he was a a younger kid, he was a pretty well-known hot-rider. Harry Truman? Yeah, Harry Truman. You're kidding and so he had a Stafford, and he had hot-rotted it out. And actually, the story goes that the Independence Police Department knew Harry really pretty well because of him and his hot-rotted Stafford. So.
3: <laughs> I really find that hard to believe. I mean, I you know, yeah. I really do. No, I don't. I, I I think that's cool. I don't...
2: That had to
0: be before he was married.
2: Well, yeah, yeah that was Before know. he was married, and then after, after he got uh, done with his presidency, he was actually, it was really well known that he... Uh, Big car guy. I, th- I think he loved Chryslers, yes. and yeah. uh, he would trade in his car every two years to get a new Chrysler. And uh, to the day he died, he was the one who drove. He didn't have any any chauffeurs or anything like that. So, so he he was a true and true car guy.
4: I w- yeah. wonder
3: if he had a a little plaque in the seat. The butt stops here. <laughs> yeah, the butt
0: stops here. Japers, <laughs> 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 who's writing your material this uh-huh. morning? <laughs> Well, what other unusual vehicles? I know you got rat rides now, but that wander through there.
2: Uh, You know, we had the Hudson Club come in, so, you know, you don't see a whole lot of Hudsons out there, so everything from Super jets to Hornets came in, um, and, you know, unusual? Let's see. You know, well, we see we see Pacers come out there. That's oh unusual, boy. if you want to yep. ask me. There's a rabid cult falling to those Pacers. I don't know why, but there is. <laughs> um, you know, um, I think our most unusual car that we've got in there right now is probably the 21 Sunbeam. It, it's just it's something else. It, is, it was actually bought from the uh, Harris collection in the mid-'80s when yep. they sold that collection out in yes. Las Vegas or yes. Reno. yes. And it's, it's just a beautiful car. Uh, all the brass work that's done on the engine, um, the history behind it, you know, it's 1921, it was capable of 70 miles an hour, and it cost $7,500, you know. So, so it's, it's, you don't see many of those, those rolling around really anywhere.
0: No, no. In fact, uh, Sunbeam was a big race car company in england yeah and they say that's 20s. what that's
2: kind of what led to their demise because they got yeah. so obsessed with speed they were one of the first cars that hit 100 miles an hour one of the first cars that hit 200 miles an hour is a big and car. they just yeah. got so obsessed with yeah. speed that it almost was their downfall
0: yeah that's a six cylinder isn't it or a four
2: uh the this sunbeam is a six cylinder yeah. and it's it's got the got the separated heads or the separated blocks or three and three right and it's got the off center crank so the the, the crank is off to the center so so it he's telling me that when he had to get the car restored it took him about five years to find someone who wanted to actually put that that engine block on, on their on their machine because they were afraid they were either gonna ruin the block or ruin their machine or, or possibly both. So after about five years of poking around he found someone who would actually take on the task of trying to bore that out because they had wow. so many crazy different angles that they had to bore to uh to account for the uh for the
0: uh, piston shaft. Is it a twin cam or, or an overhead cam, or? I believe it's
2: an overhead.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay. That's what is strange. it? Two, uh,
1: two carburetors.
2: Yep, two cars.
1: Okay. Two barrels, or?
2: Uh, yeah, they're two barrels. They're yeah. Two, two know,
1: barrels. I, this sort of segues into something that you said on your on on your all's. Uh, Wish list, or, or your projection into the future, and that is, uh, it, with a new facility, you wanted to add a restoration shop. Tell us about what you're all thinking is, and and also, uh, you know, I, we've we've talked to a couple of museums that have restoration, or they'll do a, par- a partial restoration. They may farm out the the upholstery while they do the bodywork, work and so forth and so on. But and you're all thinking of a restoration shop. Where do you feel like you'll be able to pull for the manning of the, of the shop?
2: Well, I'm, I, I actually graduated from McPherson College. I oh, have a bachelor's oh, degree. Oh, congratulations. And, and,
1: yes. and,
2: and thanks, sir, and, and automotive restoration. So so my, my idea of a restoration shop might not quite coincide with what they want because I would like a full-service restoration shop that could cater to kids coming out of places like McPherson to where we could get them on a start to, to their career because a lot of what me and a lot of other individuals that go to McPherson find out is these higher-end shops, whether it be White Post out in Virginia or any of these numerous hot rod shops, is they they really strive for people that have some experience under their belt. And, uh, and McPherson, as great of a program as it does, it, it, it still has the stigma of being a college and you don't quite get your hands on it, it, as much as, as they would like to hire someone. So I'm I'm hoping that we can have a full service restoration shop that that can help some of these kids get their hands dirty, get some experience while while helping us out. We 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 see it as a way to make money for our nonprofit and provide a service to the classic car community here in Kansas City with a place that they know will do a good good job, take their time,
4: well, do a beautiful
2: restoration and then and then be able to give it back to them and make a little money for ourselves to keep our doors open yeah
1: how uh, with that how far a stretch do you think uh that type of restoration shop would add how many miles away would people do you do you foresee people coming to you a couple of hundred miles or do you feel like uh, people would ship cars in from across country to you
2: well, you know, I think we, we've got a really good base right now of people that bring cars two, two and a half, three hours away, so 100, 150 miles away, um, to display them. And I know they're, you know, whatever, whatever area you're in, you do really have a hard time of finding the shops that truly just do restorations. There are a lot of body shops that do restorations, and they do beautiful jobs. There's not a lot of shops that just purely specialize in restoration. So I think if you can provide a service like Pure Restoration for people out there, they'll come from from miles around. Um, I worked in a museum down in Florida for about six months restoring a 53 Cunningham C3, and that gentleman who owned that museum was shipping his cars all over the country just because he knew that these shops were doing the best job possible in restoring these cars to their original condition.
1: Luke, we're going to have to stop at that point and uh, take our final break. You're listening to America's Web Radio, the classic car show, and we're delighted to have Luke Spence on with us from the Kansas City Museum. We'll be back right after this.
3: Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the classic car show on America's Web Radio.
4: and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you.
1: Whether cruising the strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in
0: to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com.
4: You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.
1: Okay. And we're back on the classic car show on America's Web Radio. We've got Steve, Jim, and we've got Luke from the Kansas City Automobile Museum in Kansas City. Missouri. Well, it's in
0: Olathe. Pardon? It's in Olathe, Kansas. It's a suburb of Kansas City. It's
3: south of well, Kansas City. Well, excuse
1: me. Well, I just I want our listeners to know. Yeah. I, yeah. What, are you Mr. Google today? <laughs> Mr. Google. Careful. <laughs> careful. Um, Mr. MapQuest. In person. I
3: want to ask you, uh, this is Steve, I want to ask a couple of questions about McPherson and, and my when I was on the AACA National Board, my favorite job was was uh, youth development and stuff. So I knew quite a bit of the the stuff out there. Do you feel that that McPherson and and Penn College and some of these other ones that are doing that? Do Do they really give you a good foundation for the restoration hobby, or
1: do you think well, there's something you know, I'm, could I'm well, wait, wait a second. I want I want to interrupt. Uh, Steve just said hobby. But is it turning into really a business as opposed to to hobby,
4: with well, the rest of the well, yeah. people? Yeah. For some people, yeah, it's
2: yeah. definitely turning into a business. I mean, you can see it from all the, the classic car auctions that are all over the TV. I mean, oh they've
4: got yeah, they got a cable
2: network just purely for classic and collector cars. But uh, to that end, I, I'm obviously going to be a little biased. And yeah, that. I
3: think yeah.
2: McPherson does a fantastic job. Uh, you wouldn't have people like. Uh, Jay Leno and, and McKeel Haggerty and Wayne Carini coming in and uh, going to their annual car show at McPherson. Um, last time I was there I actually sat down and had a, a talk with Wayne for about 10 or 15 minutes just about what I've done and what he's doing and, and trying to invite him out to the museum and, and getting people to to see that but so like I said, you wouldn't have the people that support it if it wasn't if it wasn't someone. If it wasn't a place that was doing a fantastic job in teaching kids. Uh, a really, really, a dying art, if you will. Oh yeah, um, because because you know this new ASE stuff, or the computers, all that. That's that's t- totally different than what you're talking about when you're talking about putting a Model T together, or if you're talking about putting together some of these very very high end classic cars. It, it's just McPherson puts you on a on a level that that. I don't know that you could get anywhere else without putting about 10, 10 years into a, uh, into a restoration shop and uh, learning it that way.
3: Is it hard so, to get in? Is it hard to get um, admitted into the restoration program?
2: Well, you know, McPherson's, there's college is only probably about, I think there's only about 400 kids there. And uh, when I was there, about 120, 130 of them were in the restoration so it, it is a select group, you know, because there's only about 40 that they allow in every year, um, and but, but they're much like us, they they won't have the passion to to drive this on to the next generation, sure. so I think is as, as long as they can tolerate it, they'll, they'll expand and, and try to bring in as many people as possible, but it is selective, I mean, they want to bring in the kids that are truly going to be there for all four years, and really... <laughs> take the time to learn what they have to do, offer
3: do you guys in this program my favorite area i'm not a body shop guy or that stuff i'm more of the nuts and bolts stuff do they do they get into to rebuilding the old stuff like pouring the Babbitt bearings and sizing yeah, the bearings they, they do everything from you know, learning how to do the
2: Babbitting and just doing doing letting which is, is Becoming a lost start with bondo being out there nowadays. Oh, yeah. They they teach you all the ways. They teach you how to use the lathe and build your own parts. Teach you how to use uh, mills to make your own parts. They really want you to go out there to be able to be one of the the high end experts, if you will, in, in the classic car field and be able to build parts from scratch and do things that that a lot of other people just aren't capable of because they haven't had that that base education.
1: Luke, do they uh, do they cross fields like uh, do they do? Uh, strictly gas, or do they do gas and brass or uh
2: they do they do everything um when I was down there they had you know they had things like that Blackhawk down there, and then they also had you know your mid fifties dodge pickup trucks and and then everything you can possibly think of people are constantly trying to support that museum and bringing their cars in to donate sure. to, to to the school so and then and then right now, when I was up there, they're actually building a I, I want to say it's like a 1913 Miller race car, and they're building it from scratch from photos they've got. Um, so, so they teach you how to do a little bit of everything so you can go out there and you can provide provide the car of anyone's dreams. Well, it,
1: isn't them. that almost, I mean, from spokes to, to wheels, you know, isn't that so much that that would seem to me to be overwhelming?
2: Well, you know, I mean, any restoration is overwhelming. Any 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 kind of that stuff is really overwhelming. But part of what they teach you there is how to take it in bit, bits and pieces. You know, it's that old adage that says the best way to eat an elephant is one piece at a time. So so that's kind of the same the same educational approach that they give their students is you just take your time, you bag and tag everything, you do it the right way, and you do it you know you do it the right way once, and then you know.
3: One last question about McPherson and stuff. Employability. When you finish this program, I will just bet, and not knowing for sure, but like I said, I was involved with you guys and with with, uh, Penn uh, Penn College. Um, There is no problem in getting a job when you guys get out of here.
2: No, there really isn't. They they set you up with uh, internships throughout your entire career there, um, and then when you get out of there, there's always... Plenty of people who are willing to have someone with our educational background. Like I said, um, I had the opportunity to go down to Naples, Florida, and work in that museum, and it's it's widely regarded as one of the one of the nicer, higher end museums in the country. Are you and, talking?
0: Uh, are you talking about the Revs Institute, the Collier Collection? Yes. Yes. yes sir. Whoa! Yeah, that. Holy smoke! That's quite yeah. an honor.
2: Yeah, and it, there was actually another another kid down there, and. Uh, there was a McPherson graduate as well, so there was two of us down there, and he actually worked there long term. I just came in to do some contract work for him on that fifty three, but it, it, that's, I mean, it's it's an awe it's an inspiring uh, collection. There's cars there that that people don't ever get to see, you know. Right. And he's got the pretty much the entire Briggs Cunningham collection with the Le Monster and. Yeah. The whole nine yards, and then he's got things like Enzo Ferrari, one of Enzo Ferrari's personal Ferraris, and Ferdinand Porsches' personal Volkswagen Beetle, and then one of, I think it was Clark Gables' Duesenberg SSJ. I mean, yeah.
4: just a fantastic
2: collection. That that if I didn't go to McPherson, if I didn't do what I did, I wouldn't have the opportunity to to do that and get my hands dirty on on cars that that no one else gets to see, let alone touch. So. You, mean,
1: you mean you don't wear latex gloves when you're working on cars now?
2: <laughs> Not all the time. I I did a lot of the body work, so the latex gloves don't help you feel those uh, small dents and dangs very that's, well. That's well really, let me
1: ask. I I don't know why I keep fixating on this and coming back to it, but with with your education, do you do you in that part of it? Do you take a semester or something that's cut and sew, or or how do you where do you go for your upholstery?
2: Uh, we, we do have a semester four for our trim class. Uh, we have our, a final, our final trim class, and then we also have an upholstery class that, that teaches you how to cut and sew. Yeah, for for two hours, three times a week, I'd go in there, and I was okay. sitting behind a sewing machine like like grandma, and sewing out panels for, for old cars and building seats for old cars, and it's really it's really neat. I and mean, that was one of the things that I really enjoyed was actually the uh, the upholstery part of it because that's that's really also awesome, becoming a, a lost art as well.
1: Oh yeah, a lot of people are using the uh, uh, the folks up in Pennsylvania, the, the Amish, uh, the Amish, yeah, to, yeah, to do yeah. Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: and and yeah because they, I mean they still work on those wagons, so,
1: yeah. You know, and I, I mean, if they
2: can they can reupholster a 1912 Studebaker wagon, they can surely reupholster your 1912 Model T.
1: And then you get into the 1957, the 1960s roll and pleated that you uh, go down to. Mexico and, and get your uh, horse hair thrown at it. <laughs>
3: That's not restoration. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> Alright, I mean, oak, oak or hickory spokes for wooden wheels? Right, what do they tell you?
2: What do they tell you? Well, I mean, I guess it depends on what they did originally. Um, <laughs> I, I personally would say oak.
3: Um, yeah, that's a huge good. controversy in the brass car—oak or hickory. All, uh, are, are, are you know, they always talk about that stuff.
2: Yeah, well, you, you can find uh, people fighting about all sorts of stuff yeah, in the plastic a, car industry, as I'm sure you will know. www.lunatic.com.
3: But, um, <laughs>
2: <dot> <laughs> <laughs> but it kind of just depends on the—it uh, just depends on what car it is, and you know, um, <laughs> what we were always taught is original is better. So if it was originally oak, and I would say originally oak, but Oak is a, a little bit of a harder wood than Hickory, not much, but they're both hardwoods. so yeah,
3: but they don't give. It does they say it doesn't give anyway, uh, I know we're getting ready, Dave right it's sort of no, we, got, th- we got about four more minutes okay, three more minutes get tell everybody again your location hours, uh, cost. We didn't even talk about cost admission. um
2: we are open Tuesdays through Sundays, ten to five Tuesday through Saturday and then noon to five on Sundays during the uh, The off the off peak, and our location is in Olathe, Kansas, off 116th and Stringline Road. And our costs start at nine dollars, and they go down from there. We have senior, military, student discounts. And then if uh, you go on our website, we have a little quiz you can do for two dollars off. And if you're at a lot of car shows, you'll probably find one of us wandering around giving out a whole bunch of buy one get one free. So, so if if nine dollars is too much for you, which I don't think that's really too much for anyone. there's well. always a chance to, to lower that price and then like I said for cars and coffee and stuff we do a discounted rate in the museum where it's only like four bucks to get in if you come out in cars and coffee and it, it kind of doubles up because you get to see all the cool cars there in the parking lot as well as the cars in the museum.
4: what
1: what, uh, what have you got coming down the road as far as uh, replacing the what you got in there now as your specialty uh, um, in, the, in the next few months what have you got uh, coming in?
2: Oh, well, I've got a, uh, well, right now I've got a 34 Chevy, um, restored to original, lined up. I've got um, a gentleman, his name is Fritz, here in Kansas City, and he does a whole bunch of uh, cars in, in the style of Big Daddy Ed Ross. Oh, And so he's yeah. got something he calls the Roswell Rod, really crazy bubble-top car that I'm working on getting in there. Um, a gentleman's going to bring in out a Corvette ZL1 our zr1 um and then and then honestly um our, our winner is pretty much set for our main display other than um obviously i said the mercedes-benz club is coming in we've got the porsche club, club coming in the volkswagen club Buick um camaros are coming in in may of next year so we've got a we've got a full slate of uh, different cars coming up
1: well, Volkswagen, after uh, this past week, uh, you may have a lot of uh, exhibit yeah, pieces. Bring your diesel. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, I might get a lot of diesel cars in there, huh? You know, a lot of people I'm trying some to. Collector items.
1: <laughs> quickly, very quickly. I want to thank you so very much and thank uh, Rennie Flores as well uh, for being back on the Classic Car Show. And uh, would certainly encourage anyone that's in your area to go by and. Uh, go through the museum. Thank you so much for being on the Classic Car
2: Show today, Luke.
1: Thanks, Luke. Hey, thanks we appreciate it. Thanks uh, for giving us
2: the opportunity to talk about us. We appreciate this kind of stuff.
1: We'll be back next week on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, and we'll be uh, talking about... We'll be in Florida, as a matter of fact. We won't be there, but we'll be talking about one of the museums in Florida. Uh, DeVoe Moore will be on with us, so stay tuned next week. You're listening to America's Web Radio. Stay tuned for more.